Okay. I need to burp. Uh, Ooh. Oh. Well, it seems as good a time as any to start the episode. Hello, everybody. <laughs> hey, listeners. For once, it wasn't me that was uh-huh. burping. Uh-huh. <laughs> it wasn't me that was burping oh. this time. It was Lawrence. So, you know, get mad at him. Um, welcome back to Junior Funners, uh, the only podcast about football and that. Uh, it's hosted by your two best friends in the whole wide world, uh, which is me. I'm Ollie. Hello. And uh, the, uh, the 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 burpy burpy the man burping, that you just heard, the big ballsy, uh, burping bastard, the big burpo, the big burpo, Colton Burpo himself, big Billy Burpo. They call Here's me. Here's Lawrence. Uh, big Billy Burpo. Popple doo doo listeners. Popple doo doo. Junior, junior. Yeah, the, uh, the Leeds United defender, Junior Burpo. <laughs> Felipe de Bur- Bur- oh. Dimitar Bur- Burp Atoff. Burpotov. <laughs> yeah, you get the idea. Um, so yeah, we're here to talk about Arsenal and that. And we, are, as we are recording, there is some some. Well, it's not quite breaking news. It broke earlier today, but it's still, you know, uh, sending shockwaves through the the football world. So let's get right into it with our first segment: Arsenal news. Uh, the big story, of course, is that we're uh, we're Arsenal are a, a club in crisis. Club in crisis. That's a thunderstrike. Listen, yeah. Does doom? We can't glow. even rely on it's our own captain. Banter FC have struck again. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, uh, who was made club captain just over two years ago when the uh, the captaincy was stripped from uh, Mr. Bean himself, uh, Grant Xhaka, um, has uh, has been stripped of the captaincy himself now uh, after a a disciplinary uh, action was taken against him for the second time in a year. Uh, he. The, <laughs> The the club haven't publicly said what it is that he's done, but I think there is there's sort of stories floating around out there. I think it's the Athletic reported that he came back late from a trip abroad. Um, mm. The club allowed him to sort of take this this trip abroad, but he he reported back late for it. Uh, and it's the second time that he's done something like this. The earlier in the year uh, in the uh, North London derby, no less. He uh, he showed up late yeah. to a team meeting before the match, which not. Great if you're pretty, the captain. Pretty bad. Um, that's pretty poor. Um, so yeah, this was his, his second strike, and um, there'd been kind of you know questions about like whether he's going to. What does Mikel Arteta do now? Is he going to strip him of the captaincy? <clears throat> does he stick with him? Um, there's been a lot of talk about supporting him through this rough patch of form that he's been going through. But uh, yeah, today it's official. Um, he's uh, he's no longer the club captain. Not only that, but he's also not going to be involved in the uh, the match tomorrow. Well, at the time of recording, the, tomorrow's match against West Ham. Um, yeah. Despite the fact he's not, there's no injury concern or anything there. Um, so this is the, this appears to be another sort of 
part of his punishment, I guess. Um, so, yeah, um, not completely unexpected, really, after after the events of the, the weekend. He, you know, he, he showed up, you know, came back late from this trip, was completely dropped from the squad for the Southampton match, uh, not even on the bench. Um, and we uh, ended up winning pretty comfortably 3-0. Yeah. Although Southampton, you know, they, they they made it difficult in the early part of the first mm. match, at least. We just, on the counter-attack, we just, uh, I guess, had that little bit of, of quality. They, I mean, it's something that Saints have struggled with all season, it, you know, just taking chances when they get them. Um, they really kind of, they really seem to miss, like, Danny Ings. They, they don't have, like, an out-and-out goal scorer at the moment. Um, but yeah, we we took the chances that we had. We looked very good. Kept another clean sheet, um, and uh, and that was good. And it, yeah, so there, there there wasn't really a. It's not as though there was a big Abamyang shaped hole uh, yeah. in the team <laughs> during that match. <clears throat> yeah, I think if he had been playing, he probably would have uh, probably got in the way of one or two, and um, like he did with the Watford game. <laughs> Yeah, he probably would have. Was, yeah, like a couple of the goals would have ended up being offside because he was just yeah. too keen to get forward. Didn't um, time his run. Maybe I may be uh, the unpopular one here, but uh, I support this. I support this uh, uh, action. Uh, I've had. Mm. I don't want another Urzil two point on our hands, and um, you know. It's, it's been a thing when we sign players three hundred thousand. A week, it, yeah. it is this curse, and uh, don't do it again, Arsenal. Don't don't do it again. We should. Yeah, I know it's hindsight, but you know you, yeah. you kind of feel well. Well, if we sold him now, we'd probably get like ten million, maybe. But um, I think we'd probably but, get a little bit more than that, just because of. I think he's got. Is it two years left on his current deal? Well, so, I yeah. I, I was thinking so it was we, maybe a year. I don't know. I thought it was. I thought I, it was only a two-year contract. So I'm, I can't remember. I thought um, it was a three-year one. We'll we'll have someone um, look into that. <clears throat> and um, um, yeah, it always seems to be a thing now of us. If we, our, our, our highest-paid player decides doesn't want to play anymore, uh, has all of a sudden has this terrible attitude problem, and uh, <laughs> we uh, yeah, and ends up falling out with the manager. It's it's um, something ain't right. Something ain't right. I don't know whether um, I don't know whether maybe what <sighs> did he did he did, does he does he just not want to? Does, does he just is he reached a point in his career where he's like ah you know he's not going to win anything, so he feels like what's the point? He's not going to try I, as hard. <sighs> I my theory is that. He's probably everything that he went through last year because he had a he had a uh, he had a pretty shit year last year by all accounts. You know the stuff with his his family, his mum getting really ill, uh, and then him you know contracting malaria. Um, I did think he I I I did think it was quite odd. Like he came back very soon. I, I don't know much about malaria and how long mm. it takes to recover from it, but it felt like he came back very quickly. Um, I think just maybe mentally. He's just not the same per- after having gone through all of that. He's not the same person anymore, and he might just be, you know, to him the his, his, the perspective that he might have now is just that, like, 
football doesn't re- you know it doesn't really matter compared to other things in life which is correct i mean you know that's that is that is how everyone should look yeah. at it but it, it yeah I, I think he's just there, there's a there's a certain uh urgency and a certain focus that seems to have gone out of his game and i just wonder if it's his mind is just elsewhere now you know it, it, it's hard for him to to care about football in the same way that he once did, given that he went through everything that he, that he went through last year. Um, incidentally, it looks as though his contract... 2023. Yeah. So... so next yeah, two years. years. So maybe we'll get like... A year and a half, rather. 15, 15 million. Um, but yeah, it's just... Uh, well, it... it it's, it's, I suppose it's a different kind of circumstance with with um, Ozil um, because yeah, I think he just couldn't be bothered. He was too busy sort of hanging out with um, Erdogan and the likes. And um, yeah, I think but, I think yeah, the, the key difference between uh, Uber and uh, and Ozil is that like Aubameyang actually like did deliver on the promise of like you know like when we when we first signed him like. He actually did the thing that we signed him to do for the first couple of seasons, at least. You know, he was he, yeah. he tied, you know, for the golden boot with uh, Mane and Salah, didn't he? I mean, you know, he actually he actually did do the thing we brought him in to do, um, which was score yeah. goals and change matches. Uh, and so it's it's not like yeah, with Özil, it was just like we were just waiting for him to kind of we were waiting for the real Özil to emerge the entire time, and. Eventually, it became apparent that that was never going to happen, <laughs> even though some fans, you know, depending on who you ask. Um, but yeah, I think most fans realized by the end that it was just never it, it, that that ship had sailed. We'd basically been yeah. kind of uh, conned out of however much money we'd been paying him over the over the, the, the five years or so he was at the club. I remember I have a book and I can't remember where it is, but I think it was a quote from Arsene Wenger saying like, don't ever sign a player based on their performance at a World Cup. And that was yeah. essentially Ozil, why Ozil got signed by Real Madrid, because he had a very yeah. decent World Cup. <laughs> so it's like, you know, Wenger, Wenger, Wenger should have listened to himself on that sort of particular right, just because, just because maybe Ozil, yes, very skillful player, but when he was young, but, you know, mm. I don't think he's, he's not really a, he's not really a, you know, Premier League player, wouldn't it really was, I always felt... No. You know, if he if he was in Italy, maybe he probably would have been considered like, oh, one of the top number tens ever, to, because it's in, in somewhere like Italy, you know, at, especially in the early part, of the last decade, it probably would have been quite good, maybe at someone like Inter or Juventus or mm. Milan. But um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't think he ever really fitted in the Premier League. It wasn't really, uh, wasn't really. Um, in that kind of mould of player. No, I think, it, yeah, in the Premier League, it's just too easy to play against a player like him. It, you know, it was just yeah. it was very obvious very early on that if, you know, you just, if, if you send your team out to play with a certain level of physicality, um, that's it. He's completely negated. Like, he can't, there's, there's no... He's got nothing else that he's bringing to the game. He has nothing else to offer other than yeah. the kind of like you know those sort of uh, silky runs and kind of you know um, those those sort of precision passes. Just 
Um, make a make a little, little pretty through ball. That would be about it. Yeah. Um, mm. That's the thing why I'm I'm liking. Uh, if we, it might be going a bit too far ahead, but I'm liking Erdegaard right now because he is kind of reminding me of dare I say, listeners, uh, Fabregas and Aaron Ramsey. He's kind of like a sort of weird to be. Maybe um, you. Others may not agree, but I always I'm looking at him like he kind of reminds you sort of like a sort of Fabregas slash Ramsey kind of. Not yeah, I, I, I understand those, what you're saying. Yeah, he's, he's starting to make those runs in the box, and he's getting on the end of things. Kind of like that's what they used to do. Plus, hmm. maybe, and I say Fabregas because he's got a bit, maybe not the exact quality of passing yet, but he kind of. I think when Arteta first brought him in, he probably maybe saw him as that kind of playmaker, but I think maybe Arteta's seen that. Oh, actually, he has a bit more sort of attacking sort of prow- mm. prowess about him. Like he'll get yeah, I think it's, it's work off the ball, um, yeah. the runs that he makes when we when we get into those sort of, like we did in the Saints match, those sort of counter-attacking moves that sort of sweep across the pitch. Um, the runs that he makes and the positions he gets himself into, um, are, yeah, a very... Very good, and it also you know he's great from set pieces as well. You know we know he can take a free kick. Um, yeah. So it, it yeah it's yeah there is I think it, it's a it's a valid it's still early days of course but yeah I think it's it's a valid comparison. Um, and it, it I mean speaking of Ramsey I mean it was sort of you mentioned the kind of you know the the parallels with the the Urzel Abamyang thing you know we we let Ramsey go. But we kept Özil on his ridiculous yeah. contract, and I think a lot of Arsenal fans are sort of like, we could try and get him that- back. There's it's still time. Yeah. <laughs> we could get him it's, back. It's still good. It's still good. He's only thirty-one. It's still good. It's still good. He could um, be there just for the experience, just as a is it, yeah. We just want to. We just want to say we're sorry to him. That's all. We just yeah. want him to come back so we can Proper say we're send sorry. Off. <laughs> it shouldn't have ended the way but, it did. Um. But yeah, I think a lot of people are sort of hoping that we don't do the same thing now with because Lacazette is currently out of contract at the end of this year, mm. um, and he actually does seem to want to play for the team, yeah. and he seems to be a much better fit for captain as well. I mean, the, the games that he is sort of uh, captained in uh, Aubameyang's absence, he's looked like a much more natural leader. He seems to have like a he seems to have quite a sort of genuine connection with a lot of the younger players. Um, you know, like uh, Smith Rowe and, and Saka. Um, so, it, yeah, I, I hope that we kind of don't make that same mistake again and we're just sort of lumbered with this uh, expensive toilet man. <laughs> yeah. Um, it feels so embarrassing now because of all the things that we did to, in order to convince Aubameyang to stay... At the, after the uh, FA Cup final, where everyone was mm. wearing the number 14, just because, oh, coincidentally, it's the number of FA yeah. Cups Arsenal have won, and it's also the number that Aubameyang wears. Oh, this yeah. just, it was, it was, it almost felt like, yeah, it's meant to be almost, but it's like, now you look back, it's like, ugh, oh well. <clears throat> yeah, like, I mean, again, it's it's a hindsight thing, like, we, <laughs> yeah. I, we want to know. <laughs> But it, yeah, at that at that point there was no. He was indispensable. We couldn't. There was no yeah. way we'd be able to sort of proceed without him. Um, so, 
Yeah, and it. I mean, it, yeah. Again, just to go back to your Erdegaard point, I was I was a little skeptical when I first saw like the way Arteta was lining the teams up with Erdegaard and Lacazette, it, it, sort of in the same starting eleven, because recently it seems as though they like Lacazette's role in the team has sort of shifted from being like an out and out striker to kind of coming a little deeper and sort of playing more of that Erdegaard type role. Um, yeah. At kind of the like the sort of the at the top end of the like the midfield, um, but I mean yeah it didn't it didn't work so well against Everton. Um, but then I think I mean there was a lot of weird stuff in that match. Um, I had just a lot of a lot of very odd decisions. I, I don't get why. <laughs> I, I I mean yeah we we seem to sort of I mean Arteta says that it's not a deliberate thing, but there's there's definitely been a pattern of like. We kind of start the game very strong. We get a one goal lead and then just kind of then, try to sit yeah. on it. There's no attempt to kind of push it further and get a second goal or kind of kill the game off. And then that, you know, through sort of sitting back like that, we end up inviting more pressure and then ultimately mm. drop points. Um, but yeah, his his decision to to you know he. he Started Tierney, um, who's been back and fit for weeks, but then he took him off after an hour, even though he'd been one of the, you know, one of the more positive players in terms of getting forward and stuff. Um, he took him off to bring Nuno Tavares on, who's been a little bit in and out, having started the season very well. Um, I think he's been. I think his confidence has been knocked a bit since that Liverpool match, um, and he's yeah. he's looked a bit wobbly. Um, but yeah, so he brought him on. Uh, meanwhile, it was Xhaka's first game back after that you know, knee yeah. injury that he had, and he ended up playing the full ninety minutes, which meant that like Lukonga was just left on the bench. the The guy that you know Partey had been playing alongside for however many weeks, so Partey ended up having just an absolute nightmare of a game. But he didn't substitute him either. He kept him and Xhaka on. And it's like, ugh, Xhaka was pretty much at fault for the, their second goal because I think he got himself booked, didn't he, like earlier in the match? And it's like, if he hadn't done that, he could have taken one for the team and stopped uh, Gray getting that shot off. But yeah, he kept, so he persisted with uh, with Partey and Xhaka in midfield. And then, um, yeah, he brought on he brought on Eddie and Ketia. Uh, ahead of a Bambi, you know, ahead of our, our captain, and, and this is before all the other disciplinary stuff. Um, he brought on Eddie and Ketia ahead of Aubameyang, even though Nketiah also is out of contract at the end of this season. And, uh, and he has turned down earlier that week. Turned down exactly, yeah. He <laughs> turned down the offer of a new contract days before. Um, so I don't know if that was part of Arteta's plan to get Nketiah to change his mind, maybe because. Mm. I don't know. I'd uh, I'd rather see the club keep him, to be honest. I mean, especially if we're talking yeah. about getting rid of uh, Aubameyang. Um, <laughs> like, there's there's something there with Eddie and Ketia. Like, undoubtedly, I mean, he's he's the England under twenty one team's like uh, record goal scorer. Like, you know, there's not there's not nothing there. But um, yeah, I think it, yeah, it's just him getting enough opportunities to show it. But. But yeah, uh, yeah, he he came on and missed an absolute sitter, and again, I think it, you know that might well be because he's not, he's just he's just out of uh, out of form. He's not actually getting the chance to play many many minutes on the pitch. Um, 
And then, yeah, Aubameyang did finally come on with about five minutes to go when we were losing um, and could have tied it up. You know, he could have, could have could have scraped us a draw with more or less the last kick of the match and just sort of blasted it wide, um, which was, uh, yeah, another kind of a further, another kind of strike against him. He's, he's had at least one of those in more or less every match that he's played for the last few weeks. He's, you know, he's gotten to a position where normally you'd expect a striker of his caliber to just absolutely bury it. But I don't know. It's like the goal's got like cling film around it or something. Like it just, it just won't go in. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I don't know where uh, Arteta's going uh, full Joker mode playing mind games uh, with mm. players just like, um, <laughs> Yeah, we just you just established a, part, a midfield partnership with Lukonga and uh, Party, but now I'm going to drop one of you. Woo-hoo, I'm yeah. crazy. I'm mad. Yeah. I'm a bit woo. Bit... Oh. Yeah, that's that's so twisted. I'm so I'm gonna, twisted. Yeah. I'm going to bring you on with one minute to go. Crazy. Yeah, idea. I'm going to bring back. Yeah, I'm going to bring back the ultimate Joker, Granite ja- Granite Granite Joker, Granite, ja- granite Joker. Is that, any- is that anything? <laughs> granite Joker. Um, well, it is now. Yeah, <laughs> that, that that'd be a pretty good T-shirt, Granite Joker. Um, you know, he's got like the make the makeup and everything on. Does um, have a very um, yeah? No, he doesn't. <laughs> what was I going to say? Could, he could for? he could be like the he could be like the like the Jared Leto version of the Joker, where he's got yeah, all the tattoos on his say. face, and then like on his forehead it says "unvaccinated" instead of "damaged." <laughs> <laughs> just ask backwards yeah um but yeah yeah a lot of weird decisions in that match uh and then i don't know yeah in the saints match you sort of named the, the unchanged size um i think the only main difference was that smith Rowe was back on the bench um you know having been out with a bit of an injury but yeah, everybody, everybody. Uh, Martinelli, you know, finally starting, you know, multiple matches is uh, seems to be. Yeah, I like his, the the fact that his presence seems to be growing in the team. He's having more of an influence after having had such a long time out with injury because he's still he's still only like nineteen, isn't he? I forget that he's like Ooh. he's been at the club for a long time, but like he was. I think he was he was only about eighteen yeah. when when Emery signed him. Let's look up how old Martin Ellie is. I like to say Martin Ellie, isn't it? It's like the sort of thing Ellie. that in old school Pez, that's how he would be called. Yeah, he's only 20. So yeah. 18th of June, 2001. Yeah, there's people Jesus. I saw on, on the interwebs who uh, tipped him to be, yeah, let's make him captain. He's like, he's, he's uh. the future. And he's got, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on. Come on now. You can't, it, Can it, we cut? Does that really Eventually. need to be a captain? I mean, it's not like it gives you super amazing powers to be captain. I mean, it's sort of like a curse at Arsenal to be captain. Well, I mean, yeah, that was that was the other thing I was going to talk about because there's a, a an article on the Sky Sports News website, kind of charting the uh, the fact that sort of yeah, going back to like all the way back to like the mid two thousands, we've had problems with um, with our with our captains. I mean, so the, I I mean, it starts with like you know William Gallas. When we uh, that was <laughs> the great bit of business that we did by uh, selling Ashley Cole to Chelsea was that we got Gallas in return. Um, so always, yeah, it always after. works out with Chelsea. We always get a good deal. Yeah, 
yeah, there's there's it, yeah, Chelsea aren't sending us their best and brightest. They're uh, not sending their best. It's they're not they're not sending us their best people. They're not with our people. Um, Willian, big uh, big contract. I I say he's got a big belly. To great go with guy. That contract. He's gained a lot of weight. Fantastic guy. Fantastic I've been to his guy. restaurant. Me, great guy. Doing- great burgers. Great burgers. I love the burgers. <laughs> he's got best Brazilian burgers in in all of London. It's fantastic. You're gonna love these burgers, folks. And we love burgers, don't we, folks? We love burgers. Look at this guy. We he love loves burgers, burgers, don't we? We love burgers at the uh, uh, Arsenal Football Club. I know, I know Stan, great guy, great guy. Eats burgers all the time. Yeah. He eats because <laughs> hunts the animals. That's why they're so good. Fresh. He's uh, yeah. If you've never had an elephant burger, I can't recommend it. I love an elephant folks. burger. They um, say I look like an elephant from behind. I don't know what they mean, though. Anyway. Yeah. Very rude people. They say Very I'm dummy rude, thick. What does that people. mean? What does dummy thick mean? <laughs> Um, but yeah, we we don't get we we don't tend to get the best of those uh, of those exchanges. We we often send our best players off to Chelsea, and then we get uh, kind of uh, shit in return. Um, so yeah, the, uh, so Gallus was made captain after obviously after Thierry Henry uh, left the club to go to Barcelona in two thousand and seven. Um, <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> according to this article on, on Sky Sports News, Jens Lehmann said in his autobiography, we had to learn of his appointment in the papers and we all shook our heads. That kind of tells you uh, mm. <laughs> tells you what they thought of it. And then, um, yeah, the, I, I mean, yeah, he... Um, he, I, I remember. Do you remember like, he, when he like sat down on the pitch and cried on his own at the end of that match one time? Oh yeah. It was just like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Like you're supposed to be like the leader. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. The thing is, we. I think also should ask the um, Premier League or FA or whoever. Can we not have a captain, please? Can we? Can we be the one? That, can we? Because we've always been <laughs> on the 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 edge. I think Arsenal. We've always we've always been on the cut on the a progressive team. We're always on the edge. We've always had a very, you know, it comes to the, the, the women's football and and and, and yep. in terms of football in general in this country. Also, we've always been there at the forefront of progression. We need to come out and say, let's do away with captains. We, we, we just a captain. What the fuck? Maybe just appoint a guy who who goes up and is allowed to have a go at the ref. You just appoint one guy. That's the guy who's allowed to have a go at the ref and tell him he's an idiot. Yeah, you get he doesn't like get the- booked. The the biggest that's the, that's the whole point guy. of a captain, really. Yeah. Is is you're just you're just the guy who's allowed to have a go at the ref, tell me he's an idiot without getting booked. Up to a point, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and- <laughs> I think in terms of just like on pitch morale and dressing room politics, I think there probably does need to be some kind of appointed leader. Um, I think we can't we can't really be doing away with captains. I don't think not just yet. I, this is a two, two. This is two extremes. Two extreme. We need to just sort of like, I don't know. I, I, I'd say it's always just the easiest thing to make a goalkeeper captain, but I don't want to curse him either. I don't uh, just make. I don't know. Mm. Tierney, he's you know proper Scottish lad. You know he's he's always uh, Scottish fight fighting spirit. Yeah. Getting you. Just make him captain. Screw it. <laughs> 
I think that's yeah, I think it, it's it's got to be yeah. I think it, it's between Lacazette and Tierney, realistically, isn't it? Um, I mean, I, I it can't they can't they can't go back to Xhaka. I mean, like uh, no. after everything else, like it like it just the step backwards that that would be like just the admission of. <laughs> you know the lack of progress we've made if we end up appointing Xhaka as captain again um is just unthinkable um I think it's yeah it's got I mean Lacazette is you know Aubameyang aside he's one of the most experienced players in the team like I said he actually he actually seems to be well liked by a lot of the players um and he does seem to be more of an on-field leader than Aubameyang has been um and Tierney, I mean, you know, he's still pretty young, but uh, yeah, I'd say, that, I mean, he's, again, he's sort of got that, the positivity that sort of he exudes. He's always trying to push the team forward. Um, and he always, you know, he's always sort of trying to get the defence organised and everything. It, yeah, I think he, he would also be a good shout for for captain, maybe vice captain, but he'll probably, he'll probably become captain, you know, the full-fledged captain one day um, once he's a little older. Um, yeah, I mean, in, in this article, we got after... So after Galas, we've got uh, Cesc Fabregas, um, who was, I mean, he, he was a good captain. I mean, it, that's the problem. Like, the, the, the pattern here is that all the all the captains that we appoint are either really bad or the ones that are good we end up having to sell because yeah. they're too good. There's yeah. no, like, in-between. <laughs> so... Fabregas was a was a good captain. He was, I think, he was also the youngest captain ever, wasn't he? He was, he was only, uh, yeah. Says he was twenty one years old. Was it? Was um, it, did he came become captain after Gallas? Because, you know, yeah, that's what I just I said. Think, did he? Oh, sorry, I'm. I'm yeah, <laughs> I, looking at your fucking phone while we're trying to record. I, a podcast. I, I am. I'm looking for things to talk about, listeners. I apologize. <laughs> um. Yeah, so he uh, yeah, so he, he became Sorry. captain very very young um, at, at twenty one, and then um, obviously ended up leaving for a better club. Um, They're not a better club. Never fuck them. Well, they won fuck, more fucking shit than we did. I mean, now they're not a better club, obviously, but you know, back yeah, then, um, yeah. calm. And then uh, yeah, finally. so. After after Fabregas leaves in 2011, uh, we got Robin van Persie uh, again. Ooh. You know, a <laughs> he's you know, it, can't kind of a, a, a <laughs> similar sort of thing with with Aubameyang in that, like, I think in a in a bid to keep him at the club, Wenger gave him the captaincy because um, mm. otherwise, I don't think he was really a natural fit for for captain, but. Um, yeah, he uh, yeah. So he was he he got made captain uh, and then left for Man United. Um, yeah, let's have a look. Yeah, it says it. Yeah, he was uh, became apparent he was unwilling to sign a new contract, leaving Arsenal with little choice but to cash in before losing him for nothing. A year later, his decision to join Manchester United and the publication of an ill-judged statement was met with predictable fury by supporters. Yes, who who'd have thought? Who'd have thunk? Yeah. Enough about that little SOB. That yeah. Um, so after after Van Persie, we've got Thomas Vermaelen, who uh, he, yeah. he's still out there, isn't he? He's still playing. <laughs> I think he plays in Japan, doesn't he? Last time I checked, 
I think so, but I'm pretty sure he still plays for like the Belgian national team, doesn't he? Yeah. He's still in their squad and everything. um, Yeah, that's the thing, that Belgian team, they're all like pensioners now. So like pensioners and Lukaku and De Bruyne. And I don't think David Hazard's probably not going to get in because he keeps getting injured. Anyway. Yeah. um, Yeah, I mean, that Belgian team are well and truly kind of, (coughs) you know, if they were going to win anything. This was, this was it. This was the this was the time, and then, uh, yeah, that Roberto Martinez, uh, the famous the famous bottler, has once again bottled it. Um, but anyway, yeah, Vermaelen was uh, was made captain um, in the tw- well the following season, twenty twelve, twenty thirteen, uh, and th- just slightly before he basically got injured forever. Um, yeah. <laughs> He was just, uh, yeah, constantly, constantly injured. Um, and then I think by the time he regained fitness, we'd basically, Wenger had basically established that he, that his, his preferred kind of pairing at centre back was, uh, was Mertesacker and Koscielny. Um, mm. so it was difficult for him to get back in the side. And then I think he, yeah, that was, again, he went off to, uh, to Barcelona it says it yeah he departed in uh for Barcelona in 2014 having only made 21 appearances in his final campaign in North London um yeah it was yeah. weird because it we we won that was when we won the FA Cup and it was like he was still like technically the captain so like he was the one lifting the trophy even though he hadn't played all season uh or like Which in is the, the final or anything kind of the the John Terry way of going about things really but yeah, <laughs> taking credit for, for Marlon, something someone else did. For Marlon, you know, injured, but as John Terry was just, he got himself read, but sent off because he's a cunt. Um, yeah. <coughs> anyway, um, then we've got, uh, so after after Vermaelen, we've got uh, the current gaffer, uh, Mikel Arteta, who... Mm. Nothing really so, happened, was just captain... Never didn't leave because no one wanted him. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, it, I, it's, it's like it the exception. Odd... The how ironic the exception to the captain curse was. Yeah, I mean, it, it sort of. <laughs> he yeah. kind of he was signed at a time when it was like we really we should have signed him a couple of seasons before we did. I think he was kind of on the downswing of his career really um, mm. by the time that we signed him from Everton. Um, but yeah, it says it. Yeah, he, uh, his uh, arrival from Everton 2011, uh, his captaincy confirmed after Vermaelen's departure in August of 2014, was blighted by injury. He made 11 starts in the 2014-15 season. Um, so that's uh, yeah. I mean, that's that's another example of like because I think we that was the was that the season we won the FA Cup when Ramsey scored the winner yeah. extra time against against. So like again, it was like. You know, he was the one lifting the trophy, even though he hadn't. You know, he hadn't even made a dozen starts for us. Um, but yeah, he uh, signed a one-year contract after that. Still had problems with his fitness, and then I basically retired after that and fucked off to Man City. Um, after him, we got Per Mertesacker, um, who again was just injured all the- at that point. Because he'd been at the club a few years at that point, hadn't he? This is this yeah. is twenty sixteen. He joined, yeah. Because he joined in what was it? Three years or so. Yeah. Um, Three or four years or so. 
Yeah. So at that point, he was basically injured all the time. Um, yeah. So yeah, the German was a fan favorite, been a loyal servant to the club, but his injury problems meant that in two years as Arsenal's so uh, yeah, <laughs> after he was made captain, he made fourteen appearances. Um, although to be fair, one of those was the uh, um, twenty seventeen cup final against Chelsea, um, where he won man of the match. Um, so that was. That was pretty cool. He retired a year later, and he's still at the club. He's the head of the academy now, isn't he? He's the head of like the youth academy. Yeah. Um, yes, he is. There's that funny photo because there was that little kid that Arsenal. How old was that? We signed like a baby, didn't we? A couple of months ago. Uh, we, we? Uh, we yeah we signed like a we 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 signed like an eight year old or something. Um, or it might have been even younger, but there's a photo of like this little tiny baby with Per Mertesacker, who is like he's he's like six nine or something, isn't he? He's a fucking giant. He's like the BFG. Um, so that's like a funny. It's just like a funny like optical illusion type look, thing. Look this up now. Oh my god, I miss so much. This is I am. Let's have a baby Mertesacker baby. Let's put that into. <laughs> See what we have a look. Here we go. This is, but yeah, um, it, dare I said, oh, <clears throat> Arteta wasn't. But then you said he only made fourteen. What was it? How many appearances in the season, Arteta? Uh, there we go. Yeah, four-year-old. We signed a four-year-old, Zane yeah. Ali Salman. Yeah, there we go. So yeah, we signed. A, a, yeah, we signed it's like a, a mini Al. It's like a. Well, it looks like Alan Davis, dare I say. <laughs> He's apparently the little messy. Although there might just be a description. Well, let's hope so. He's... <laughs> he does look a bit like Alan Davis. <laughs> but yeah, that's like a fo- it looks photoshopped, doesn't it? The, the picture of him and Per Mertesacker together. Um, that's, anyway. That should be a meme like, uh, you know, five foot seven and then five foot eight. You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't talk to me or my son ever again. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, after Mertesacker, uh, we got uh, Lauren Koscielny, who, Boo. you know, again, was like a, a decent <laughs> defender for us, but turned out to be a, a prick. <laughs> yeah. Like a lot of these guys that end up being captain just fucking, like, turn out to be... They just, they, they, they just turn. It's like like Shakespearean almost, where yeah, they reach, they they reach the top, but it rats, corrupts them. Like, <laughs> these little rat fucks that just decide that, yeah, he... So yeah, he was appointed captain in August of 2018. Um, that was when we reached the Europa League final. Um, but then, yeah, he uh, I, yeah he just was fucked off to to Bordeaux and then acted like he'd always wanted to leave. You know, he's just sort of like acted like he'd always wanted to leave, didn't he? he just it's, yeah, mm. nasty business. Always wanted to play for Bordeaux. Such a Great club, great history, I'm sure, I'm sure. Great wine. Mm. Um, Bordeaux spelt B-O-R-E-D. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, and then we get into sort of, you know, the, the, the recent history here. We've got Granite Xhaka, um, confirmed as, uh, yeah, so confirmed as captain in September of 2019 by Unai Emery. Um Six weeks into the campaign, that's weird to wait that long to appoint someone. Um, but yeah, I mean, we all know what happened there. You know, he fucking 
got shitty with the fans after he got substituted. Uh, and then, uh, I mean, that you know, he did that. And that's just sort of one in a long line of stupid shit that he did, um, you know, on, on the field, getting himself sent off for no reason over and over again. Um, so, yeah, since he's been stripped to the captaincy, sort of wormed his way back into the side uh, somehow. But, um, we just yeah, no I mean... Else in midfield. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, he clearly has some kind of dirt on Arteta um, or one of the... Or like one of <laughs> He's the very good at Photoshop. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, so... Photoshop wizard. After that was when uh, Aubameyang was uh, was then named captain. Um, and it started off pretty well, you know. We, uh, he Ozil wasn't ever the, captain, was he? Uh, what? Ozil wasn't ever captain, was he? I don't think he was. No. Hopefully he wasn't. No. Good. No, I mean, I think I mean, maybe one or two games when there wasn't anyone else, but... Uh, yeah, I don't think he was never. He was never like officially captain or vice captain. I don't think. Um, but yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, he only scored fifteen goals last season, which is like pretty good, but not really not for him. Um, and I mean, it looks like he's going to be. I mean, it, at the moment, he's on course to get even less than that. I mean, it'd be. Amazing if he breaks double digits at this rate uh, that he's going at the moment. Um, so yeah, yeah, we are we we're, we're bad at having captains. Uh, something yeah. that's like very basic, and every club should, <laughs> every club you know should be able to do, uh, and most of them uh, do uh, do it mm. without any trouble whatsoever. We're on like a fifteen-year-long uh, cold streak with our captains. <laughs> Yes, <clears throat> and um, it's the problem when um, it's like you put a big red target on them, saying like, you know, here's here's our star player. Come get him, Manchester City slash Barcelona slash Manchester United, Liverpool, yeah. Chelsea. Come get here's here's our um, you know, here's our prized possession here. Um, start a bidding war at say uh, ten million. And then yeah, sell them yeah. for about. Oh, yeah. Oh, what's that? They're in the last year of their contract. Well, yeah. fuck. Uh, oh, quick! Get a contract. Yeah. Go quick, 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 quick. Someone. Edit, we'll sell him. Yeah, we'll Just... we'll sell him to you for whatever you've got in your pockets right now. Uh, <laughs> I got three pounds fifty on me. Sold. Um, Dare. I was always good at Monopoly. Yeah. But yeah, it's basically it's it's either that or uh, they're just like uh, just you know like a weird shithead. There's no like we said earlier. There's like no in between. They're either they're either too good and we can't keep them, um, or they're just like yeah, they're, they're just like weird fucking uh, assholes like Galas or Xhaka. Um, yeah, it, I don't know, man. Yeah. I, who else? I mean, we've sort of talked about it already, but yeah, like I mean, Lacazette. I would say just for the to the end of the season uh, would yeah. make sense in terms of long term appointments. Tierney stands out. 
If mm. Thomas Partey improves, maybe. I think he's not really reached a level of consistency just yet. I don't know how much of that is his fault, of, to be honest. Yeah. I've, I was listening to a podcast. I, it was another Arsenal podcast. I can't believe this. What? But we were the only one. Yeah, what? it was, it was just, allegedly, allegedly an, an Arsenal podcast. But mm. uh, they were saying um, <clears throat> that uh, uh, Thomas Partey doesn't... They don't think he's as good without um, Diego Simeone shouting at him all the time. I think... Uh, <laughs> They think he the, are we missing that sort of thing with uh, signing Thomas Party that he needs um, a manager that is um, shouting at bit, him all the time. Yeah, a bit more yeah. kind of militaristic, kind of <laughs> yeah. like some. Uh, some players do respond to that, don't they? I mean that that kind of more disciplined style approach. Not that Arteta isn't disciplined, but he, you know he's, he, he he's clearly more well. He's clearly less of a prick than Simeone. Let's <laughs> put it that way. Yeah. Um, well, he has the. Um, it's just, it's weird. If I were to hark back to um, the Liverpool game, where he's kind of st- starting having a go at managers, and it's kind of like you're like the little wimpy kid going up to the, you know, the big yeah. bigger boys. It's mm. like they've he's a, a Champions League winning, a Premier League winning manager. Yeah. you're like, let me out, come on in, come on in. Yeah, hold me back, hold me back, hold me back. Yeah, I it's got, like it's all right. <laughs> He's just oh, like stop embarrassing. He's, stop yeah, like you said, he's sort of <laughs> he's going after these like Champions League winning managers, and it's just like it, he's got like, oh, well, I'm mates with Pep, so you I'll better get, watch I'll out. Get my mate on you, my older yeah. brother. I'll get, I'll get my brother on you. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's, it's, uh, I've seen a lot of um fans sort of starting starting to turn on Thomas Partey, but I just think like you know he's had to. Make do that being the sole def- midfielder at times, where in Arteta's formations, yeah. where he, he's had like Smith Rowe and Odegaard in a three, and Partey's to like the pivot, and then having the Congo who's young, but he is actually, be- you know, everyone's saying he's actually growing and yeah. improving in the team. And then you drop the Congo and then bring back Xhaka, and then uh, uh, Partey sort of like has, I don't think, maybe I'm starting to think that maybe Partey isn't. Um, necessarily very attack minded because you do, you have two players like Shaka and Party who both sort of are just gonna sit there and not mm. get forward necessarily. So having someone like the Congo maybe someone maybe a bit more adventurous, maybe being a bit younger, a bit more energy about him. Yeah, uh, I think that yeah, his 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 the games where he's played alongside Lakonga like, are the ones so far where he's looked. The best that seems to be the most. I mean, I said promising partnership. I said um, a few episodes that he's got a touch of the Vieiras about him, but I start I start to feel more like he's more more of like a kind of Gilberto Silva. I don't think he's necessarily. There's never mm. going to be another Patrick Vieira, obviously, but no. he's he seems more in line with uh, Gilberto Silva. I think he needs. I mean, the, maybe the Conger is maybe going to be a bit more of um the sort of more. Uh, Going forward, type midfielder than just sitting. Anyway, that's yeah. You think like yeah. In terms of those, it it, in terms of players that would be like analogous to that Invincibles era, he'd be more of a uh, Lacombe would be more of an Edu type. You'd you'd be like the Edu to uh, Parties Gilberto. Yeah, maybe sort of like 
<clears throat> maybe already I know manual petit, but that's maybe a bit. Was petit petit? No, well, yeah, I mean that's just a different era, but yeah, I know yeah. what you mean. That kind of, you know, he's just he's just got enough technical ability about him, but he's much probably much better just staying staying where he is. But um, um, I think yeah, I mean it is it, it's, it's 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 weird that like we were saying, you seem to sort of finally get settled into this partnership with Lakonga for a few matches, and then Arteta just decided for the it's like for the Man Joker United mode. game. Yeah, he right. just yeah, he just. I'm going to change things button. around again. Yeah, <laughs> would yeah, they let me expect this? Mad Hatter, change places. Um, and just yeah, he put, you know, he put El Nene in for the United match, which like, I suppose I kind of get because it, like at the Old Trafford match last season, it was El Nene and Partey in midfield together, and that worked pretty well. But I mean, it's weird to do that with like. It's weird to just suddenly switch it up like that when Elneny hasn't been playing that much this season and there's already been this established partnership between Lakonga and Partey that's working well already. Um, so it's just weird to just be like, oh, well, that worked That worked a year ago when we did it, so let's just do that again. <laughs> yeah. When it's not something that you've been doing consistently since then. Um, and then, yeah, the next match, as soon as Xhaka was fit enough to play, he's he's... You know he's back and he's in the team. Uh, I mean he's back and he's been in the team and he's played the full ninety minutes of both matches, as far as I can tell. He's not. He's Arteta's just dead set on having him in there. He's not going anywhere for whatever reason. Well, this is just his. We know the reason is because he's got wacky way of. Um, <laughs> he's got a picture of him in the with anyway. Um, <laughs> it's uh, maybe it's just his wacky way of um, trying to incorporate players. In a busy schedule around Christmas, where you got like how many games, and mm. um, in the space of two weeks or whatever, and uh, <clears throat> maybe this is his sort of inexperience as well coming through, and it's just um, yeah, trying mm. to trying to incorporate because he see, maybe he sees like Xhaka as like well he's in midfield, not going to be running up and down the field as much as Tierney, so maybe I'll bring Tierney off, and uh, mm. yeah, Xhaka because he's a midfielder, so he could stay in there for longer. I'm just, I'm just giving the devil the biggest, um, mm. biggest uh, avocado here. I'm just giving direction. I'm just giving avocado. Devil, devil's avocado here, listeners. And um, I'm just thinking, well, Jacker can just play long as he's in midfield. Doesn't have to run around so much. Tierney, left back, yeah, running up and down all the time. You're gonna get tired. So maybe. In that in that way, maybe that's what he was thinking, but it obviously didn't work out because it's not like FIFA. Uh, it's not no. this, is, this is real life. <laughs> you uh, maybe not take your left back off because you, I think someone like Tierney. I don't think it would be the worst thing, maybe because I think he's he's got that uh, that Scottish lad. He's he's fighting spirit. You keep going, lads, and um, yeah, I don't think he, unless he was. Signaling into the bench. Oh, I got to come off doing that. We do the thing they do. They, yeah, you can't see yeah. listeners, but they do. They, they do the sick. They do the, the little, sub. Like, yeah, but, the little like uh, kind of. Unless Tierney that? said that, and I, and no one noticed. But I don't think Tierney would. I think he just carry on. I don't know why he got. To, yeah, I mean, he doesn't anyway. seem phased by anything. Um, so it, yeah, I, it, unless he's asking to come off. I, yeah, I don't see why. Why you'd ever want to take him off? Really, I mean, you know, he's he's. 
he's got so much quality going forward and uh and, you know and sort of defending and tracking back as well um yeah who knows but you know it uh, the the kind of uh crazy cl- the crazy clown train of arsenal uh, rolls on uh tomorrow we're at home to west ham um yeah what do you reckon what do we, let's make some predictions Ooh. here oh oh every time we do it always ends terribly well if we're <laughs> at home i mean <clears throat> i need my football statista mix out i want to see what uh, west I mean, ham's away our home form falls. has been sort of a saving yeah, that's grace, the thing really. good at home we're good at we're home but we're terrible away i just want to see west ham how good they are i mean We've reached the I point, sort of, in, in you know this within the last couple of seasons that I think uh, Man City aside, although we have you know we beat them in the cup. Basically, at home we can we can beat anyone. You know we've beaten we've beaten Chelsea, we've beaten Liverpool, we've beaten United. Um, you know, like we, it, it's <sighs> away is obviously where like the majority of the problems yeah. are. But um, home home form, we're second. <laughs> Home, if it was just home form alone, we're second. But away form, we are. I think it's it's, it's eleventh. We got some. Uh, hang on. You still there? We got some technical difficulties. Are you frozen? Uh, internet went out a bit bit silly there. Oh Uh-oh. yeah, I think you're back. I uh, think. Sorry about that. I think it might have been my um me on my phone. Sorry. I turn ah. that off. Yeah, our, Told uh, as I was saying, it'll be on the um, it'll be on the um, recording anyway. But I'll say it for you again. I think yeah, Wayform are eleventh, and West Ham are higher higher up the table. I think they're around fifth or so, but mm. fifth or fourth. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> oh, yeah, um, set pieces. That's the one thing I'm worried about. So West Ham very good at set pieces. Very that um. And then deadly on the counter attack. So, uh, yeah, but then so worry. are we. I do feel like, yeah, that's the thing. It's like one of our big strengths so far this um, season has been set pieces, isn't it? Um, and we've, <clears throat> I mean, we we played some really nice counter attacking stuff game, uh, against Saints. So it, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Um, we one of those that's either just like a like. Uh, just kind of a drab nil nil that we both both teams labour towards, or it'll end up being like. Like when we played them, uh, 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 when we played them um, away at, towards the end of last season, and we went three nil down within about half an hour, but then it ended up being three all. Yeah, well, that's they did the uh, Arteta mold where they instead of being one nil up, they did it three nil up, where they just sat back. Mm. But as I say, it's dead. They're, they're, but they also had that Jesse Lingard. So um, yeah, that it. Why is it? Why is it we make players? Yeah, why, why is it we make players who are crap for the most part, and we make them look like they're world beaters? Yeah, <clears throat> I, um, I mean, you know, yeah, that, that I think that probably says more about us than it does about the the players themselves. But yeah, it's just it's yeah. I mean, it is it's weird that like uh, like but Christian Benteke is you know now now he's scoring again a bit more often for Palace, but like. Under Roy Hodgson, like he just wasn't scoring at all, except for when it came to Arsenal. Like he, yeah, he scored like like four goals in three games against us or something. <laughs> it's uh, Richarlison 
he'd been sort of gone off the boil and he'd been injured and he'd come back and then he gets a goal. Yeah, he did, didn't he? He got a goal against Arsenal. Eventually, and, yeah. Um, I think he had, he had two that were uh, that were uh, disallowed for offside by VAR. Yeah. Uh, one of them was very, yeah. very tight. But yeah, I mean, yeah, he eventually got he got one that was was allowed. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, what what could it possibly be that like you know players that are mostly crappy uh, play very well against us? You know, yeah. hmm. it's like wonder what that is. I don't know. I think about it. Even like we haven't mentioned them yet, but the the Man United game, and hmm. uh, again, they're sacked, Dolly. They're they're not doing great. And then they well, come they've up, got oh, Ralph Rangnick. Have you, haven't you heard the oh, the yeah. genius this of guy. football? This um, guy who I've supposed to have heard definitely of? heard of like, that I've a hundred percent have heard of and know his name uh, very like, very well and could definitely definitely a hundred percent pick him out of a lineup uh, if you put like a gun to my head, <laughs> I'd absolutely recognise him. And um, yeah, we make them look like well beers, and that's what. So why why do we always do this? Yeah. So they don't um, teams don't teams don't, teams don't look forward to be playing like Norwich or whoever's at the bottom Newcastle. Mm. They look forward to playing us. Yeah. Well, I guess because like, I'm finally yeah. going to be able to show how good I am. You're great. <laughs> yeah, I can either get myself a new contract or I can force a force a nice uh, nice little transfer through. Get myself a move somewhere else. <clears throat> But yeah, yes. I mean, the Ralph Ragnick thing is very, very odd because I d- I've never, I don't think I've ever encountered, I've ne- I can't remember as much of a, like a gap between the amount of hype from like sports journalists around like someone being appointed manager versus like the reaction from like actual football fans, like... <laughs> No, nobody knows who this guy is. Like nobody's heard of this guy. Like, but like, football journalists just—I get like I probably because it's Man United. Like they have to, they have to, you know, churn this shit out um, yeah. just to get clicks and everything. But like, yeah, like everyone's acting like it. You know, he's oh, he, he, Jurgen Klopp speaks very highly of him, and he's you know he's regarded as like a genius around Europe, and it's just like. If he was that good, why was he like the sporting director at Lokomotiv Moscow? Like he's not even the yeah. manager. <laughs> like why was he's like the the sporting director of like the a team that just got knocked out of the Europa League? Like what? Who who is this guy? I think that's just all he is. I think I'm starting to think Man United have just picked him because I think of his time at Red Bull Leipzig and all that. Mm. I think. Uh, Again, everyone's everyone's trying to sort of copy the sort of Red Bull mold of, you know, we're we're just gonna buy, we're just gonna get whole. We're, even we're doing it kind of Arsenal now. We're we're just gonna find a lot of really good young talent, mm. and I think, and we're gonna build a team around that. And it's like, okay, I guess for a team like Red, when you got loads of money like Red Bull, but mm. you don't have to worry about it. But um, I don't know. I think it feels like kind of like. The football hipsters, quote unquote, yeah, they'll know about it. People who read, people who read the Athletic, yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> fucking um, they'll know. They know who uh, they know who Ralph Rangnick is. People who watch Tifo football on YouTube, they know who uh, Ralph Rangnick is. How are you going to be such a nerd about sport, man? It's fucking. It's, <laughs> they're diametrically opposed. How are you fucking doing that? 
<laughs> like I, 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 I've tried. I did watch a Tifo football YouTube video once. I was just, I can't. I don't like the guy's voice anyway. But I was like, sorry, I can't. I can't listen to it. I'm sure people would say that about my voice, but uh, yeah, sorry, people listening to this right now that well, they would have stopped <laughs> listening to it because you know we yeah. probably yeah well, sound I, like uh, you know like radio yeah, yeah radio DJs or something. I wish. <laughs> hey, that'd be good. Here's Hawkwind. Anyway. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, the, the Man United match itself was just sort of like. We, I mean, we. I think we we shouldn't have lost it. Really, I think a draw would have been a fair result. You know, if it had finished two all, yeah, that probably would have been fair between the two teams. But, but Erdegaard, I guess, yes. got a little bit of Russia blood to the head. He got he, you know, he got a bit of uh, Jacker disease, um, mm. Jacker syndrome, and just decided to make an absolutely uh, insane, unforced error. Just you know, made a stupid tackle, gave away a penalty. <coughs> And um, and the Ronaldo bails them out again. Exactly, out. yeah, Ronnie, Ronnie, Chris, um, the, the guy who seems to be very good at uh, bailing. Uh, he's uh, yeah, he's very uh, very uh, well acquainted with uh, with uh, getting, bail. getting out of jail. I'm sure when he gets in jail, he'll be he'll be out in no time. Getting out of jail, yeah, posting bail, um, <laughs> yeah. He's never going to go to jail. He's, he's too rich. Um, He's, uh, yeah, that is the thing, isn't it? But yeah, he got his uh, t- ten millionth goal or something in that match. Hey, what an achievement! Impossible to ignore. Cristiano yeah. Ronaldo, the greatest player. Do you know? I was like, fuck it. I used to, I used to him and her about who's the greatest player. Fuck it, Messi's the greatest player, right? Fuck you, Ronaldo. <laughs> yeah, I mean his media presence is a lot less annoying. <laughs> Give him yeah. that. Um, he seems like I mean, a much I, more likable guy. I mean, he does. Yeah, he does douchey things like try and get people booked or argue with the ref all the time. But or, you know, pretend know, to retire. Yeah, he likes to do that. Kind of. Yeah, he kind of has a bit of a attitude to play for his national team. But you know, he's finally finally won a trophy with the national team. So he's 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 on par with uh, Ronaldo in that sense, international wise. But um, you know, I think, I, yeah, it's, it's pretty funny that like again, it's like. Uh, <laughs> The like since the start of this season, everybody's been saying Mo Salah is the best player in the world. Like there can't really be any doubt at oh, yeah. this point that he's not. I mean, the, 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 there really isn't anybody that's playing on his level. Yeah, and when it comes yeah. to like the Ballon d'Or, it's just like he's nowhere near. Like the Ballon d'Or voters couldn't give less of a shit. Um, they all just yeah. He's never gonna win it. Like it, as long as those two are playing, like they'll probably stop. <clears throat> Like when when Messi and Ronaldo finally retire, they're just going to stop awarding it, like because hmm. they can't. They'll cancel it. Yeah. Yeah. All of those have to make some new award show. All the football journalists won't be able to hang out with them at the award show anymore. That's all they do it for, really, is because they want to get their yeah. photo taken with fucking Messi and Ronaldo. They, they can put it on their Twitter. Yeah. Put it on their little picture. Me and my it's mate. Me with. Me and my me good friend. Uh, me and my best friend. <laughs> Pathetic. I put, put, put that. They take the picture of them with their wedding. Or their, they put, put that <laughs> oh, yeah. They put a picture of Ronaldo or Messi. They put it on top of their TV. <laughs> Finally, have I achieved something in my life? <clears throat> yeah. Um, 
Was there any other football stuff to talk about? I mean, we sort of we've jumped all over it a bit. Well, uh, everyone's everyone's getting the COVID again. Yeah, That's... we're doing COVID again. Um, it's back. It's better than ever. Um, nice new variant. Yeah, Ooh. we've got a cool new variant this time. Uh, Omicron. And uh, yeah, it's uh, just in time for Christmas. So, you know. Uh, I always imagine saying Omicron in Optimus Prime voice. Omicron must be stopped. <laughs> um, anyway. Well, it's, it's Omicron, isn't it? But Omicron just sounds cooler. Um, hmm. But. Yeah, it's. I mean, yeah, it's already sort of causing everything to be cancelled. So, um, Spurs have had to cancel, cancel two culture matches again thus far. Cancel culture strikes again. You know, Chappelle. Cancel you can't say anything these days. <sighs> the woke mob. Mm. But there. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. how, how can at this point? How can you say that sort of thing and not just feel icky? It doesn't. It, you... It's. I've I've come to the realization that like woke doesn't. Uh, it doesn't mean anything anymore in the same way that like hipster doesn't mean anything. You know how like like a few years ago like hip, everyone was mad at these imaginary hipsters that were that were apparently <laughs> yeah. everywhere, and then it just became like it became less. For and someone less... who wore flannel and thick glasses. Yeah, but You're then even then, like even then, it became sort of less and less defined. It just became like it. It eventually just became like whoever I don't like yeah. is a hipster. It, it's the same thing with woke now. It just it just doesn't. <laughs> it's one of these stupid culture war phrases that just now doesn't mean anything. And it all it does is just serve as like you said, just serve as like a red flag that if anyone if anyone is saying it unironically, then you know they're a fucking idiot. Like you you know to stop talking to that person and avoid them at all costs because they're some kind of tedious dullard. Yeah. It's like, well, it's mostly people on, who are mostly on the, on the, when I see on the Twitters, they're just like, yeah, new trailer for a movie or game comes out and it has like a female protagonist. Or oh a yeah. That's woman protagonist. Yeah. It's like, well, this has gone woke. Yeah. People that complain, <laughs> people complaining about like decades old, uh, franchises that have gone woke. They're too SJW now. It's like, oh, Star Trek has gone too SJW. It's like, have you ever seen, like, maybe one episode of Star Trek? Imagine when they saw Voyager back in the, like, 90s, you know. Well, this has gone woke. I can't. <laughs> yeah, oh, they've got, like, a... <laughs> got a weird little Ferengi guy running around. Oh, it's another victory for the SJWs. We've got to include a weird little guy running around in everything. Yeah, I don't. I, I, the 2015 was uh, a 16, whichever one was, you know, was just an explosion of 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 just the worst like cringy kind of <clears throat> grifting I've ever seen. In yeah, I mean, yeah, all of that kind of right wing uh, grifting, and then the subsequent wave of like resistance grifting that followed it. Um, it's still, I mean, it's still happening. It's still, I mean, like, yeah, all this, it's so I mean, weird. It's like, like people the, don't want to move on. Just move. Well, they just move on to yelling about whatever the latest thing is. I mean, now it's now it's COVID. You know, it's people that don't oh, yeah. want to get vaccinated, and it's just like, you know, like yeah. people that like just have like a huge fucking hard on for like World War Two, 
uh, saying that, that you know the government can't the government can't make me get vaccinated. What is this Nazi Germany? It's just like yeah, I, that Hitler. He loved vaccines. Exactly. Yeah, Hitler famously <laughs> loved vaccinating people so that they could like go visit their families or what? Uh, yeah. yeah. COVID passports. What is this Nazi Germany? <laughs> It's like, oh yeah, remember when like Hitler made all the Jews get a special passport so that they could <laughs> go to a Christmas party without getting ill? Like the uh, yeah. just baby brain shit, really. Um it's uh yeah. Also, yeah, we should probably say the, the official stance of the Junior Funders podcast is uh we're we're, we're pro vaccine, right? I mean I've well, yeah, I've had my I've booster. Had, I've had two. I've not had a booster yet, but I've had uh you'll have you'll have yours coming up. I've yeah. I've had my booster. Um but yeah, go if you're listening to this, go get your vaccines. If you if you haven't, go get boosted. Uh, if you haven't had any, either of those, uh, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what to tell you, man. You Just, got you got to do it. Maybe maybe because I'm not on the the priority because I'm kind of like you know I'm becoming a middle aged man now. So well, yeah, I'm you're, not, yeah I'm not, and you're, you're I'm not important to anybody. Because I'm just. <laughs> Yeah, you're the most persecuted. You're in the most persecuted group of all uh, <laughs> yeah. white men aged thirty to fifty. You're, that's the most. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. We've all got to stick together. I don't, everyone wants to. Yeah, you're all ghost the, us now. You're all like a group of plucky underdogs. Um, We're just—it's not fair, man. Yeah, but anyway, um, yeah. Was I'll there let anything? Everyone uh, else get it because I'm nice. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, same. I think that that would be nice, wouldn't it? If 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 I could stop somebody else from getting it, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, but I don't know. That's just like a thought that a lot of people uh, either aren't capable of or don't want to have. I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, COVID's ruining everything again. Um, so you know, everybody's got to stay inside Was again. It? I mean, yeah. that's fine the, by both of us. Nice, I mean, it doesn't really affect the, either me or Lawrence very much. Nice warmth. <laughs> I get to, you know, look at stuff on on the interwebs, and I get to, you know, stay in a nice yeah. warm house. It's cold. Why do you want to go outside? It's cold. God damn, it's cold. Yeah. And it's dark all the time now. And, yeah, it's like 1 p.m. Where's the sun gone? Where's it gone? Yeah. It's like that, yeah, that Simpsons joke of like, you ever seen the sunset at 3 p.m.? It's like <laughs> by 2 p.m., that like everything's got really long shadows. It's like it's the sun has set before it gets to 3 p.m. now. Um, yeah, folks, it's, what it's, is the it, deal with winter? I know it's only on a, on a Sunday, but it's like you get up and it's like, ah, lovely sun, lovely, it's probably seven in the morning. You look and it's like, oh my god, it's midday. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I slept all night. But yeah, so uh, COVID's ruining everything again. Um, yeah, that's that's a shame. But, you know, we're here to help you through it, listeners. Um, so, you know, mm. we're all in it together. Um, should we take a, we'll take a brief break and then come back and we'll do a quiz. Because we haven't done one for a while. Yeah. So it's time for a, a very, a very timely quiz. Uh, I think you'll all agree. But we'll be right back after this uh, bit of music. Okay. Okay. 
Okay, now we're back. Okay, we had some technical difficulties, but we're back now, everybody. So, uh, Lawrence, we've got, uh, as as promised, we've got another quiz. We're going to find out more about you. We're going to continue, uh, you know, uh, peeling away the layers of the onion so that listeners, listeners can continue to get to know you uh, even better than you know yourself, eventually, <laughs> is the goal. Um, so Don't know too much. We've got a quiz bored. here to determine... Uh, we got nonsense. We've got a quiz here to determine which Spider-Man character you are in honor of uh, Disney Marvel's new masterpiece, uh, Spider-Man. It's a long way to the top. If you want to rock and roll, if you want to rock, is the title. Rock and roll. Um, yeah, haven't checked. Anyway. Um, so yeah, there's a new Spider-Man film coming out, and it's got all of your. It, it's like a greatest hits. It's got all your favorites, all your favorite Spider-Men from uh, the last 15 years or so are going to be in it, and all of the you know all of the all the baddies and all that have all come back. So you got uh, Alfred Molina with his little sunglasses, being all like, hey, "Hello, Peter." Um, and uh, yeah, I think Willem Dafoe Peter is back as, as green uh, as, as <laughs> green Peter Griffin. Um, and, uh, you know, and the rest, uh, you know, all of your favorites are all, are all coming back. So it means it's very clever because it means that the film, uh, is definitely going to be good because it's got a lot of stuff in it that you remember from other films. So it's, it's very clever the way that they've done that. Exactly. Yeah. Cause it's a bunch of stuff that you remember from other things that you remember being good. So it's like, how can this not yeah. be good? Cause it's got those things in it as well. It's the same you know, it's it's why it's it's why uh, Ready Player One was so good because um, it had all those things in that I I remembered. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, anyway, so we're going to find out which 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 Spider-Man character. You, were, were you much of a Spider-Man uh, fan as a kid um, or ever? Yeah, not particularly. Sorry, listeners. Uh, don't know much, as Sam Cooke would say. Don't know much about Spider Spider-Man. <laughs> don't know much about spider-man don't know much about green goblin but i do know about the hulk and i do know about <laughs> she hulk what a wonderful girl <laughs> about she would be dc what a wonder woman she is no we're, no it's bad we gotta we gotta workshop this doesn't work yeah. um how, so how much of the, given the, the, the sort of vast expanse of the Spider-Man uh, cinematic universe, um, how, I mean, how much of it have you seen? So going back to uh, the like, well, Tobey Maguire Yeah, I've, I've seen, I, well, I mentioned it on the previous episode. I have seen Spider-Man 3 on a on an old phone back in the, when it came out, I suppose late 2000, so around 2007 would have been a something like that. Yeah, I, I think it's 2007. Had, it uh, but I've seen the um, <clears throat> Sam Raimi Spider-Man's. Um, mm. I caught a bit of the Andrew Garfield one with the um, the guy from Notting Hill. Uh, he was he was and uh, Jamie Foxx is in it as well. I, the Amazing Spider-Man yes. is that one? One of them. I think uh, yeah, but, those are the the Amazing Spider-Man's and. Um, yeah, I haven't seen <clears throat> Homecoming, whatever it's called. I haven't seen that one. Or the um, animated one they did a couple of years ago. 
Oh, the, yeah, into the Spider-Verse. That's very good. Um, it's basically, I think it, it's basically, I think the reason that they're doing this thing where like they're bringing together all the previous Spider-Men's is, is because Spider-Verse was so successful, you know, because that's the way Hollywood works. It's like, oh, well, that worked, so we would just do it again. Yeah. Um, especially with animated stuff, it's like, oh, well. Moving pictures uh, are the tool of the devil, uh, so we must recreate this in live action to appease our god. Um, <laughs> we can't just let something exist as a cartoon. Um, so yeah, that's I think that's basically why they're doing it. Um, I mean, the, the I'll say, you know, it, it's sort of a, it, it's a peaks and valleys thing. I think that you know those Raimi Spider-Man films started out uh, pretty good. I would say the, the first two. Uh, well, the first one is a bit difficult to watch now because it was, you know, it was made in whatever it was, 2002. There's a, there's quite a bit of CGI in it that looks uh, pretty dodgy now, obviously. But at the time, it, it you know, it looked, it would have looked incredible. But now it's like, it's like PS2 graphics. Um, and it is, there is, and I think, you know, there is an argument to be made that it, it, it's a very odd uh, casting choice to put Willem Dafoe in, like, the role of, uh, you know, the Green Goblin, Norman Osborn, a guy that's got, you know, I mean, he's Willem Dafoe, he's got that face, he's got such an incredibly expressive face, um, and then to just put him in, like, a motorcycle helmet for the whole film, <laughs> like, you, so you can't actually see him, you know, you can't see his face at all, Um it, it, yeah, that's a bit shit because it does just kind of look like two action figures fighting each other. Um, but then that's pretty much what all of the Marvel films ended up being. You know, they've, they've all got these big sort of CGI set pieces at the end now. So what do I know? Um, but yeah, the first two of those were, were pretty good. The third one, uh, I don't remember being... Because the third one's got like a, a, a million different villains in it, um, which <laughs> seems to be the point of this new one as well. And it's just like... Oh wow! Re- nobody, truly, nobody learned their lesson here. Um, <laughs> we're just doing this again. We're just gonna have. We're gonna have like half a dozen villains at once. Um, so yeah, and then yeah, Raimi because the originally there was supposed to be four of the Raimi films, but I think that third one everyone hated so much that he he left after that third one, and then they rebooted it because uh, I think it was Fox or so- oh, Sony. Yeah. Uh, Sorny, yeah. Sorny, yeah, Sorny uh, that owned the rights to uh, to to make the Spider-Man films didn't want the copyright to lapse, and then it you know because if it lapsed, it would go back to Marvel, and yeah. you know they didn't want Marvel making any money, um, so they had to reboot it with the Andrew Garfield ones, which I think I've watched like maybe forty-five minutes of the first one, and uh, yeah, no, thank you, um, couldn't tell you anything about. I, uh, I'm trying to think if I even remember who the villain is in that first Andrew Garfield one. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> I didn't see the first one, but I it was on the second one was the second on, one's Jamie Foxx, isn't yeah. it? And it, oh no, the first one wasn't the first one. The guy from Notting Hill, the Welsh guy, and oh, yeah, it become um, the lizard guy. Okay, yeah. And then the I think second, he's even just called the lizard, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, he's like a scientist that becomes a lizard and, man. Uh, the second one is Jamie Foxx. Yeah. Yeah, who's Electro. Not to be confused with Shocker. It is <laughs> there's like two electric guys in in Spider-Man. There's like two electric bad guys. Um uh, but they're you know, 
comic book nerds, I'm sure, will be able to uh, tell you why they're different from each other. But yeah, there's he was Electro, but there's also... I remember from like the, the cartoon when I was a kid, and I think also the video games, there was Shocker, who's like uh, a yellow... He looks like a yellow cushion, but in the shape of a man. Um, but yeah, he shoots like electricity as well as uh, Electro. Um, so yeah, they they made those films, and then finally, like Sony reached an agreement with Marvel to let Spider Man be part of the MCU. So he was uh, in that Captain America movie, and then he was in, and they, I I think it, they sort of handled it fairly smartly in that they didn't try to. <laughs> You know, they they didn't try to show the origin story yet again. They just trusted that everybody knows how he becomes Spider-Man. You know, we don't need to see him get bit by the fucking spider again. Um, So, yeah. That first one of the Marvel ones, the Spider-Man Homecoming, is is pretty good. Michael Keaton is, like, the main bad guy in it. He's the vulture. But he it's, yeah. That first one's really good. It's also very funny that, like, Robert Downey Jr., uh, is like on the poster for it, and it's very clear that like all of his scenes were just f- f- probably filmed like at his house. Yeah. Like he, like probably set up a green screen in his bath in his bathroom, and uh, it was just like okay, literally, yeah, or, or like his car. Like it, it like <laughs> it's just like he got paid twenty million dollars, and he's in like a couple of scenes, uh, and he's clearly not in the same room as Tom Holland at all for any of it. Um, but yeah. And, and that second one is fun as well, uh, with, with Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, um, we can't like Jake Gyllenhaal anymore after what he did. What he did to Taylor to, to our Taylor ten years ago. Stole yeah, a scarf. He, he, he stole a scarf. <laughs> My God. Yeah, I, I we can't speak too badly about Taylor Swift fans because. Uh, <laughs> They are some of the most psychotic fans on the internet. <laughs> yeah, but and many of them follow. Many of them, many of them, I'm friends with on, on Twitter. Friends with so, <laughs> just mm. just joking. Love Taylor, really. Yeah, J.K. But also, like, fucking calm down, guys. Like, it, <laughs> it's uh, yeah. anyway. Um, so yeah, and then uh, then yeah, Spider Man into the Spider Verse is uh, is is really really good. I regret not seeing it in the cinema just because visually it's incredible. The way it's like animated and everything uh the way it uses all these different animation styles um the attention to detail the colors the you know the 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 expressions of the character you know it, it, yeah just an amazing kind of feat of uh the, the fact that it was allowed to get to, the fact that something that visually interesting was allowed to be made uh by like a major studio um let alone marvel is is pretty remarkable so yeah uh, into the spider-verse is, is worth checking out um, but anyway, we're going to find out which of these guys is is you. So, uh, are you are you ready? <coughs> yes. <coughs> Go. Ahead. Um. I'll also well, which with as as is as is the custom when we do one of these quizzes. What do you think you're going to get, and what do you hope you'll get based on your knowledge of the Spider-Man oh. universe? Well, a very minimal amount. Um, which character I will be? I don't know. Uh, um, what was the character James Franco was playing in the... Um... Oh, uh, Harry. Harry yeah. Osborne. I'll, I'll go with that one. I'll go with it. <laughs> Is that because you identify with James Franco yeah. so much? Yeah. You, you, you think he's so cool? I think you he's, really like him uh, he, and like the... 
the like, stuff he gets up to. Yeah, I like how he made he remade he did a movie about the room because that's such an epic meme thing to do. Just make yeah. make a movie about the room. Even if you just watch the room. Why did you have to make a movie about the room? Well, you're playing Tommy Wiseau. I, 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 anyway. I did quite enjoy that film because um, it's sort of one of those things where it's like, it's sort of about the room, but it's also about like, you know, like male friendship and stuff like that. But it, yeah, it, but he was, uh, he's also, I mean, he's a big uh, weirdo, isn't he? He's been, yeah. I say weirdo, he's like a creep. He's been like, you know, uh, accused of, you know, messaging like underage girls and stuff. Well, well I haven't done um, that. But yeah, that's your guy. That's that's your buddy. I do. You, you love him. The, you you think he's cool? Well, for that. no, I. So you just I didn't know. It. So here we go. You're you, hoping you, to get you, uh, Harry Osborne. You, you did this. You you tricked me. You tricked me. <laughs> this is gotcha podcasting. This is this. Oh, man. You ambush me. I didn't even because I don't follow all the stuff, so I didn't know. <laughs> the woke mob. The woke mob has tripped you up yet again. I don't do any of that. I'll tell you, I'm not that stupid. Which, uh, just a quick score update, because as we're recording this, um, there's a couple of matches uh, going on. Um, Brentford and Man United have been postponed, as we mentioned earlier, due to uh, coronavirus. Um, final score between Norwich and Aston Villa is uh, is 2-0. Is um, and we are 84 minutes into Man City versus Leeds. Um, Lawrence, have you been following this at all? I haven't. What, what, I haven't. I last time I checked was three nil. Would you care to guess? But I'm going to guess. Okay. Would you care to guess what the score is now? Eleven nil. Uh, it's seven. Oh. So well, yeah. they could get to eleven. I assume um, Bielsa won't be there you know, for long. I assume they've something. Was- uh, yeah, him and his bucket can fuck off. <laughs> finally. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's another one that, like, we were talking about Ranić earlier. Like, he's another one that, like, football journalists just fell over themselves. Well, to, to, at least he had a he had a team that beat Man United in the Bilbao team. It was quite good to watch. They were quite. They literally yeah. would like full court press and just press the shit out of uh, Man United, and they, you know, took them on that Europa League game. It was quite fun to watch. But other than that, that's about as far as I knew about Bielsa, I was just like, here's Bielsa. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. anyway. But that, to be fair to Bielsa, but yeah, it's the same kind of thing where everybody was just sort of like, "Oh, he sits on a bucket, isn't that yeah. interesting?" He's kind of a yeah. wacky guy. Yeah, he's kind of yeah, pretty interesting character. A lot like um, uh, <coughs> fuck, what's his name? The Spain manager, Luis Enrique. Luis Enrique. Pretty interesting guy. I don't know if you uh, I don't know if you know this, yeah. but he uh, runs Ironman triathlons, and uh, he's a, he's a pretty pretty colourful character. Pretty interesting guy. Um, he's, uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's pretty interesting. Um, anyway, so, yeah, so you, you're hoping to get, uh, Norman Osborne, uh, played by your friend, your best yeah. friend in the whole world, James yeah. Franco. Never met him. Who you support. I don't know anybody. 100%. Never do this. Um, you, your honor. You, yeah. I've been tricked. Um, you stand behind him. Um, so, I'll uh, stand behind so him. The first push question him here is off the building. You, <laughs> you push him down the steps. I'll push him down the steps. Courtroom. When he's found guilty. Yeah. Um, pick it. You have to. You have to pick a job uh, between these four options. Okay. Here. Uh, so, director of Shield, uh, superhero, special effects technician, or nothing. You're retired. Oh, I'd love to work in special effects. That uh, so that sounds really fun. Yeah, I'd mm. love to work in special effects. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And it doesn't sound as stressful as the other the other 
uh, options. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, the next one, uh, you have to, yeah, now this is interesting. You've got to pick a haircut. Um, so you, you have four options here for your haircut, your new haircut. Uh, brown curly hair, a tight bun, bald, or greased back hair? Um, well, I already have brown curly hair. Um, I just, uh, is it time to change it up, though? No, I stick with what I know. Brown, I have the brown curly hair, please. With okay. extra dip. Ew. I don't know. Um, what is your biggest skill of these, uh, these four? Uh, being a genius inventor, being a brilliant strategist, being able to jump really far, making delicious pies and cakes. Oh, to make pies and cakes. I've been making a Christmas cake, yeah, listeners. Sure? It's always, always, I always have... I mean, you... I, 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 I can make a, I can make, I can make cakes. I never, never made a pie, though, but... You sure you can't jump really far? Well, I, 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 you, I could, you, I could, tried. I could, I could jump really high because I played basketball, but I don't know about mm. how far, maybe if I ran yeah, really can, fast. you can dunk. I, can you uh, dunk? Did you ever dunk? I, I, I could have, but I was just too scared because I always had to get a break. Yeah, <laughs> and um, something you happened. Believe, man. I, uh, to veer off, full shack. Just break that yeah. shit off. Just break it off. To veer off quickly, I think someone, something, an incident happened at my high school where someone they were playing basketball, and I don't, I don't remember exactly what happened. Someone, something happened during they were playing basketball, and someone collapsed and it, it literally like died. I don't know. It was very tragic. What the fuck? That kind of like. You know, I so I always I always felt like, oh no, I don't want to be you know, trying to. Cause what if I trip and hurt myself, or collapse, or something? <laughs> you know, always. Um, what the fuck? Yeah, I don't want to get too what? macabre already, but I was just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, well, yeah, let's let's go back to this stupid Spider-Man quiz. Yeah. Anyway, carry on. Uh, sorry, uh, sorry about that, listeners. It was just the fuck, man. Um, okay, where would you rather go on holiday? I'll cut that out. I'll cut Europe, that out. The, <laughs> too late now. Yeah. Uh, Europe, the Nevada desert, outer space, or, oh, I'm happy to stay home, thanks. Uh, say, say that again, sorry. I, it was, so, so, where would you rather go on... Are you trying to get you trying to get me to do it clean so you're going to edit it out? Yeah. You fucker. <laughs> yeah, you son of a... Yeah, do well, it again. Do I'm it again. on to you. Now you can't do it. <laughs> No, you've heard what I said. You got to pick an answer, bitch. Uh, what was? Uh, <laughs> I don't remember the questions. Um, so it's you. It's it's where do you it, you and if you edit this out, I'm gonna fucking. Oh, I went. So where would you rather sorry. go on holiday? No one's gonna be listening. Europe, okay, the well, Nevada well, well, desert, well. outer space, or oh, I'm happy to stay home. Thanks. Uh. <clears throat> oh, I'm happy. I'm happy to stay home. I knew you'd say that. <laughs> you don't want to go to outer space with uh, Elon no. Musk. Yeah, he can go to space. No, you don't I, want to hang out I, with. I, he's but he's like the real life Tony Stark. <sighs> yeah, but they always do, real billionaires turn out. Yeah, he's more. He's gonna be Lex Luger. Look at yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lex Loser. Lex Loser. Um. <clears throat> So this is, uh, you have to, this one, I feel like kind of maybe gives it away a little bit, but uh, you have to pick a nickname. Uh, Foxtrot, Spidey, Man of Mystery, or the Maester. 
uh, Man of Mystery because uh, that's kind of like how I've been described on Austin Powers fan. On yeah, big Austin Powers fan, and uh, I've been described that by that as many of uh, uh, my. Uh, Admirers on, on followers on Twitter when they DM me, there's a matter of mystery. I don't reveal too much about myself. Yeah, you are pretty mysterious. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, next question. This is question number six out of ten. Uh, are you a villain? Uh, <clears throat> the four options here. No. Uh, definitely not. No, but I might do villainy stuff on occasion. Uh, yes, but not a very good one. Uh, yes, but not a very good one. <laughs> yeah okay um what is your greatest weakness getting upset about things really big sets of stairs bad eyesight or being squeamish well i am i am starting to my eyesight's getting really bad lately <laughs> uh, no, you gotta you gotta get tested yeah my my um my eyesight's getting really bad so you're 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 not not because I mean you are famously quite squeamish. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's put squeamish because um, that's more interesting. Um, yeah, you are. <laughs> I don't like yeah, guts you are and a giant blood. Pussy. I don't like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I self a bit pussy. I. Uh, you are what they you, you eat. <laughs> that's always a great line to say when someone calls you a pussy. <laughs> 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 you are what you eat. <laughs> Uh, that's, that's the that's the the laugh of a confident man. <laughs> well, it turns out you turns are out what you eat. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> um. Anyway, imagine an international gang of supervillains stole your bike. <laughs> How happens all the time? I mean, well, I don't know why it would take an international gang of them to s- steal one bike, but I don't even lock it, it up. Some, I don't even have a bike. bike. Um, um, well, if you did, these guys are trying to steal it from you. Uh, what would you do? Uh, and then you've got four options here. Be a bit sad about it, but then move on. Save up and buy a new one. Invent a much better hydrogen-powered superbike. That's the Elon Musk answer right oh, there. God, uh, or find whoever stole it and make them pay. Find out whoever stole it and make them pay. Yeah, <laughs> that's my villain voice. You're going to go full Punisher on them. Make them pay. Yeah. I don't know. Um, okay. Uh, pick an outfit. Uh, a comfortable cardigan and slippers. A really tight bodysuit. An eye patch. But you don't have to wear it on your eye. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I put that in. That's not... I bear, I also, yeah, this, uh, this quiz is from the Beano, so that's obviously not one of the answers that they supplied. Um, or the, the fourth option, a high-tech ro- robotic suit. I think let's go, let's go with a nice um, slippers and uh, cardigan. You've always got... You know, you're, you, yeah. It's a highly stressful job, being a villain. And um, you need to be... I think wearing, you know, comfort, comfort shoes. You need to be uh, comfortable. I don't want to be going around in a I mean, yeah, robot you know, suit. That'd be very uncomfortable. This time of year, <clears throat> we're in, I mean, this is the height of cardigan and slippers season, mm. to be honest, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you know, we're, we're right in the middle of December. This is this, this is, is the time of year where you've got you to gotta wrap up. Yeah. Even if you're just staying indoors. Um, let's have a look. And then the final question, number 10 of 10. Pick a quote. Uh, so the first one, Stark said you wouldn't get that because it's not a Star Wars reference. 
Uh, the second one, don't ever apologize for being the smartest one in the room. <laughs> number three, I'm not collecting tiny spoons. He's collecting tiny spoons. Or number four, I have a tingle about it. Now, those are all pretty random. They're pretty quirky. Uh, but you're a pretty random guy. I'm a pretty random, so. quirky guy. Um, I like the... Uh, you wouldn't get that because it's not a Star Wars reference. Because that's about as all I know about pop culture. Star Wars. Yeah. And you're friends with uh, Tony Stark. I could yeah. have another Stark. Um, okay. So... That's the what the fuck? Okay, I've answered all the questions, but it, nothing seems to be happening. I don't know what uh, is it gonna. Uh-oh. Oh, there's a video. Nope. Okay. Wow, what a cliffhanger! <laughs> we'll never know. We're never gonna find out which Spider-Man character you are. I hope they send me in a nice postcard. Yeah. Well, what an anticlimax. Well, I can always delete that. I guess it's it's time for cultural appropriation. Don't you dare! We spent too much time on it, um, and we found we found out a lot about. I, I said we'd find out a lot about you, and we did. Ah, uh, you tricked you me. Your, you see, you tricked me. You and your friend James Franco. Um, let's do some cultural appropriation, shall we? So at long, long last, uh, <laughs> we've reached the point in the show where we uh, talk about things culturally that we've enjoyed, that you, the listener, may also enjoy. Uh, we make some recommendations. Um, Lawrence, do you have anything in the chamber, or do you want me to stall? Um, I guess I'll just quickly do mine, because it's not really any... It's just something I've seen on my YouTubes Um it's a basketball thing. If you like your basketball, as I was talking about basketball, rather, you know, <clears throat> bit of a... Yeah, yeah, the lighter side. The lighter yeah, side the of lighter basketball, side. shall we say. Uh, it's about the Chicago Bulls and their um, their dominance of the 90s. It's like different um, for each season, 91, 92, 93, and then 94, 95 is when Michael Jordan re- went and played yeah, baseball. Bulls, isn't it? And then 96, 97, and 98. So that's when Chicago Bulls was dominating the 90s. And it's, you just go on to YouTube. Um, if you have a YouTube business, I don't know if you've heard of this website called YouTube. Um, hmm. A lot of YouTube? crazy stuff. YouTube? YouTube, as a lot of British people say. <coughs> and Have um, they got... Uh, is that where Charlie Bit My Finger is from? I, I think so. I think so. Okay. But um, yeah, it's called. It's got the the the, the series is called Unstopper Bulls. You see what they did there. <laughs> but uh, if you can, it's all, it's all on YouTube. But if you're ever interested, listeners, uh, it's a uh, this is just gives a good sort of you know sort of hour long documentary of um all the events that's uh, happened in each season and how the Bulls. Uh, especially, especially Michael Jordan, because you know he is. Damn it, he is the greatest basketball player ever. You know, he's he's the Michael Jordan of basketball. He's the, he's the Michael Jordan of basketball, and um, yeah, he's just. 
basketball was a lot more physical and tougher than back then, you know. Not like today. They're all, they're all a bunch yeah, of yeah, softies. These snowflake, these snowflake, these snowflake SJW players, players like but, La uh, China yeah. or La Disney. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's all very, it's all very um, if you're into that sort of thing, uh, check it out. Unstoppables. Just, just, I just, what I did. I, uh, it's, um, yeah, it just, if you, unstop a bulls. <laughs> unstop a bulls. And uh, I think uh, the channel that I found him on was, uh, well, it doesn't matter. You'll see, it's, um, oh, so unprepared for this, but uh, Igor <laughs> Tate. Tali Yuli is the uh, channel that I found them on. So, mm. yeah, check them out, listeners. The the Unstoppables, if you want to see Unstoppables. Unstoppables. Okay. Um, I'll recommend something that probably doesn't need recommending, but, you know, uh, I finally got around to watching it. Uh, the, uh, the, the documentary event uh on disney plus get back uh about the all about the beatles peter jackson restored hundreds of hours of footage of them uh working on the album that would become let it be and a lot of the songs that ended up on abbey road as well um yeah just a really uh i mean if you're a beatles fan it's just it, just an amazing uh document of you know seeing the creative process and sort of Seeing where you know they all, the respective headspaces of all four of those guys, where they were at um, at that point, and uh, Lawrence, have you? Uh, we haven't talked about this, but have you seen it? Well, I've seen clips on the on the uh, <clears throat> on, on other places. I've seen clips. Um, yeah, it mm. looks looks pretty cool. It does seem like, um, from my impression of it, it does feel like Paul McCartney's like. The one trying to get everyone, yeah, come on, let's get, and sort of, John kind of looks like he he's not really bothered. <laughs> yeah, John mainly just uh, sings uh, songs in like a annoying voice. Uh, that seems mm. to be his main thing that he does. Like it's uh, every now and then, like he drops, you know, because he like he he drops like a banger every now and then, like you know, like you sort of you know you see him rehearsing uh, across the universe and stuff. And then you you know that moments like that make you remember that like oh yeah it's it's John Lennon you know it's not it's it's not just like Paul McCartney's annoying friend like he's actually like you know he's John Lennon, um, but yeah he kind of yeah he does kind of fuck around a lot and just sort of uh, he'll be rehearsing songs and stuff and he'll just yeah he'll just sing it in like a stupid voice and uh, yeah that's then kind of George Harrison kind of getting a bit does. getting a bit annoyed because everyone's like sort of. George George feels like he's gets a bit he gets a bit kind of uh, argumentative with Paul a bit bit. I'll yeah, because I didn't realize. I yeah, I didn't realize just how much tension there was between him and Paul. I, I thought like the central kind of uh, you know tension in the the group was between like John and Paul, but yeah, there, there's quite a lot of kind of fairly awkward moments between like Paul and George where Paul's being quite kind of kind of dismissive a of a lot yeah. of George's ideas like it, it, yeah. It, yeah he's sort of like 
he's either being dismissive or he's sort of trying to sort of he's more or less like putting his hand up his ass and trying to control him like a puppet in terms of what he wants him to play you know like he's sort of he's like more or less going note for note in terms of telling him how he should be playing certain things rather than letting him kind of contribute his own ideas and then, um and then Ringo farted haha <laughs> <laughs> Ringo is they, I, they, uh, there's a moment where like the director Michael Lindsay Hogg who seems who isn't helping the situation at all like he just seems like maybe the world's most insufferable man um, but there's a bit where like he's talking with uh, Linda uh, Linda McCartney nay Eastman as she was known then um, and uh she mentions that she gets along the best with uh, with Ringo. She feels the most at ease uh, around Ringo, and uh, Michael agrees. It, yeah, it's just sort of like it, you can sort of see that like Ringo was the only one that they all that all of the other Beatles agreed on. <laughs> like by the end, like when the band broke up, they all hated each other, but they all still loved Ringo. Like they all still <laughs> they all still like wrote songs for him for his solo records, and they all played on his solo albums. Like he he's the only one that they all liked. And you can kind of you can definitely see that in the in the dog. And then Yoko just kind of sits there, doesn't really do anything. <laughs> so yeah, so again, it's sort of like it, it, it. There's there's a lot of kind of um, stuff that you kind of just take for granted that you think you know about that period in the Beatles. And in watching this, you're sort of like, uh, yeah, it's it wasn't really like that, you know, like the the. Because it is, there's like I said, there's some tension and some fighting sort of in like the early stages of the documentary. By the end of it, they're all getting along really well, and they're all having like, they're all clearly having a lot of fun playing together and working on this record. Um, and like yeah, like Yoko Ono just, she sort of, you know, like for years, like baby boomers have just sort of held this thing of like she broke up the Beatles and you know like she ruined John Lennon. And you just see, like she she barely says. Like a full sentence throughout the entire mm. eight hours of the a, doc. I've <laughs> like seen she like just a, sits there quietly the entire time. I've seen a clip where she's just briefly playing piano and she does the little screaming thing she does, and she's going John, John, and he's he's going yes, dear. Yeah, yeah. There's I think it's the bit after George leaves um, where like they come back from lunch and then they're it's it's like John, Paul, Ringo, and Yoko just kind of fuck around jamming. Um, and then she's just sort of like, yeah, that's when she's sort of like, scree- like doing her screaming stuff while they're all playing. But that's about as much noise as she makes in the whole fucking eight hours. Like she doesn't really say or do anything. Like she just sits there quietly. You know, she just she she doesn't come across as like, uh, and you know, a particularly toxic or destructive presence at all. If anything, like, like I said, fucking Michael Lindsay Hogg does because he's the one that's the, like he's just he's so annoying. Like he's just, like he's just sort of like hovering around them constantly while they're trying to. Because the idea is that they've got like about a month to come up with fourteen new songs that they're going to record for a an album that they're going to record it all live, no overdubs, and they're also going to do it like a TV special where they play all these new songs live. And they're kind of starting from scratch. They're having to kind of come up with these songs, and he's just sort of fucking around like and kind of bothering them and just being like you know they're like happy enough to just do it in like a tv studio but he's like no you really owe it to the people you must do it in tripoli 
you've got to go do do it in Libya in front of two thousand Arabs as the sun comes up, and it like he, like none of them are very keen on this idea, but he keeps pushing this thing of them going to Libya to play this fucking TV special in front of two thousand people that don't speak English, and he's just sort of like, I really think you owe it to everybody because it has to be the best thing you've ever done. It's just sort of like. Have you forgot? Because yeah. this is like this is like early 1969. It's like less than three years after they stopped touring because they hated it so much. It's like you you owe it to everybody to do this thing that you hate. Yeah. Uh, but um, I don't know if it's in the documentary or not. But I have heard it. There's like a, a little clip of um, George Harrison where someone asks him, "Oh, have you heard Jimmy Page's new band, uh, Led Zeppelin?" And he says. So I'm like, oh, Jimmy Page? Oh, oh wasn't he in the Yardbirds? He's like, oh, yeah, 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 he's in this band Led Zeppelin. And all George can say is, uh, when's lunch? Is lunch ready? That's all he can seem to say. <laughs> How dare you, sir? <laughs> I mean, there Didn't is I- a bit where... Um- he sort of he's he's talking up like Eric Clapton about like how how good his guitar playing is and like what he does, because um, this is nineteen sixty nine, so it's before Clapton's gone like full uh, R word, um, full full Team Rocket, um, and it was, you know before he's just gone completely shit, um, it, but. Yeah, it's weird because he's talking about like Eric Clapton, how great he is, and then like the like the early version of like Get Back is like the lyrics were all about like uh, it's like a protest song about like Enoch Powell and about like you know like uh, all this sort of anti-immigration like Tory bullshit that was going on at the time. And it's just very funny that like the Beatles, you know, they sort of wrote this kind of fuck around protest song against Enoch Powell, and then just a few short years later. Uh, who who would Has go on, tirade a, on stage? Yeah, a virulent uh, on stage rant about Enoch Powell, but Eric Clapton himself. Mm. Um, and there, I mean, you can look it up, listeners. There's a transcript of what he said. It's really quite stunning. Um, there, the language that any, he uses. Is there any because when they did Sun King, they were they apparently they did say they were listening to Albatross by Fleetwood Mac. Is there any mention? Of that, a lot. Any any mention of like there is a bit where they talk about Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, um, I think it's John that's that's uh, yeah talking about that. I think he saw them on telly or something. Yeah, talking about like how that talking about how good uh, Peter Green's guitar playing was in particular. Um, there's also a moment where like he's talking the uh, they're talking about Martin Luther King um, and John Lennon's talking about like the the I gave a dream speech. And it's like, again, it sort of hits home sort of at what point in history this is all happening. Because, th- th- you know, 1969 would have been only been like a few years after he was assassinated. And like, yeah, like John Lennon saying like, yeah, he would have been president and stuff. And it's just sort of like, it, you kind of, it sort of makes you realize the historical context of like, when when it is that, they're, you know, that all of this is happening, that like what they're doing. And the fact that it's like, it, you also sort of, the other thing it really hammers home is, is just how young all of them are. Like I think, like like by the time they broke up, I think like like George Harrison's like barely twenty five, wasn't he? He was the youngest, and yeah. like Ringo, I think John was just Paul thirty something. Right? Yeah, I think yeah, Ringo, yeah, Ringo's like just thirty or thirty one, and then John and Paul are twenty eight, and it's just like it, you know, they they did everything they did in the span of about eight years. It's fucking crazy. 
Yeah, it's, that's the thing. You see, like, pictures of people from, like, the 50s, 60s, how grizzled they all look, and it's like, oh, geez, like, 13. 13? <laughs> yeah, it's, folks looked a lot older back then. It is weird that, like, everybody is, like, they just, they go, like, as, as soon as everybody hit puberty, it's just like, boom, middle age. Like, you just, yeah. you've, <laughs> you're 50 now. Had to go through the, had to go through the war. That ages you. Mm. Anyway. But yeah, is, you you sort of, you see just how young they're, and it is. I think that sort of contributes to like the like I said that sort of tension between like George and the rest of the group, because he is so much younger than the rest of them. And I think he, he, there's this this building this feeling that he's probably had that's been building over so many years that you know he is kind of that he's viewed as like the, the kind of the baby of the group, and everyone's a bit dismissive of him. Um, the scene where he actually quits is very, very is 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 actually very funny. Like they're in the middle of like they they get to the end of like rehearsing whatever song it is. And have you have you seen this bit at all? The the clip where he, where he actually leaves. I haven't um, yet. He um he just he, well I'm going to spoil it for you. So sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> don't spoil the Beatles documentary for me. I want I don't know how it ends. I was going to say yeah yeah. Going to spoil the documentary about the thing that happened 50 years ago. Um but yeah, he yeah, he, they they finish playing whatever song it is that they were playing and he just uh, stands up with his guitar and just says, "Uh I think I'll be leaving the group now." <laughs> and uh like someone else that's there, I, I don't know if it's one of the other band members or one of the other people that's just like working on the crew or whatever. They're just like, "What well, you you're leaving for lunch?" He's just like, "No." No, I'm 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 going to leave the group now. Um, you can find a replacement. Um, see ya. Like he just he just gets up and just really awkwardly leaves, and then like this like a title card comes up and says like yeah George George. I think he says you yeah um, <laughs> talk to some people at the NME. You'll find a replacement. That's what he says as <laughs> he gets up and leaves. Um, and you then yeah, this- like a title card comes up and says like yeah George. Uh, yeah, George leaves. Um, the rest of the band decide to go for lunch and then regroup afterwards. And then it's just like, yeah, at the end at the end of that day's rehearsals, like um, <laughs> someone asked John, like, do you think he's, what do you think is going to happen? Like, do, is he going to come back or not? And then John <laughs> just says, if he's not going to come back, we'll just get Clapton to do it. Yeah. <laughs> God, imagine that an alternate universe where Eric Clapton joined the Beatles. Oi, oi, oi. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it feels like they should have edited it like Real Housewives or something. They need to have much more quick, quick camera cuts yeah. and people shouting at one another. Fuck you, fuck, fuck yeah. you, you fuck, you fucking fuck you, you and your stupid. Yeah, they cut to. <laughs> someone says something. And they just cut to Ringo sat behind his drum kit, just like with his mouth open, like he's just shocked. You know, mouth just wide like, open. Paul holding back John. He's like, I'll fucking kill you. He's, he's. Yeah. Need Phil Spector to come in with a gun. <laughs> All right, you pipe down. That is the thing. I, I was I was thinking about that because obviously, like it, all, like the whole thing culminates with like the uh, the, the the rooftop concert on top of uh, the Apple Building, um, and I I did kind of feel like I would like a separate like eight hour documentary series about like. <laughs> you know, all of the Phil Spector stuff about how the album actually got put together afterwards because, like, all the stuff they recorded for Let It Be kind of got put on the shelf and then they went to record Abbey Road and then put that out. And then 
as everything was kind of falling apart and they, you know, they knew they were going to break up, then they, you know, that was when all the stuff that they recorded for Let It Be became Let It Be, but they brought in Phil Spector to kind of finish the album off and, you know, like, you know, do the overdubs and, and like all the rest of the production on it and that. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I do, I, I, yeah, I would kind of like to see a separate documentary series about that because Phil Spector as we know you know pretty uh pretty eccentric guy crazy guy yeah he, he shot someone <laughs> yeah hilarious that we know about <laughs> you know he, he shot and killed one person that we know about yeah wasn't it oh that was the um once upon a time in america that was the whole thing where um he's he's living next door to um What's the name of um, Margot Robbie's character? Something. She, what's the name? Oh, she she got the lady who the actress who was. Oh, once upon a time in Hollywood. Yeah, once upon a time in Hollywood. Yeah, and um, yeah, Charles Manson. Yeah, Charles Manson. He was. What's the name of the actress that Margot the Margot Robbie is playing? Is it Sharon Tate? Sharon Tate. Yes, and that's who. Um, yeah, he's apparently she did next door to Phil Spector or something like that. And, mm. Yeah. Oh, it's a coincidence that uh But he 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 loved to pull guns on everybody, didn't he? Like there's yeah. stories about him like uh pointing guns at the Ramones, pointing guns at John Lennon. Apparently like when he was recording some solo stuff for John Lennon, like John Lennon said, If you're gonna shoot me, Philip, you better get it over with. Um sure. that's a weird foreshadowing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oof. If only he knew. Yeah. Um that's that's proof. Spectre was in on it. Oh yeah, Chapman. Yeah. Chapman's a patsy. <clears throat> yeah, Spectre was Spectre was playing the long game, <laughs> yeah, and Chapman was just a patsy chess. this whole time. Oh, it all works. Which makes sense. This now it all makes fucking sense. We're through the fucking looking glass here. Um, <sighs> man. Okay. Well, we could probably. I mean, we could probably fill another hour just talking about the Beatles, but um, we should probably. People were talking shit on Twitter about the Beatles can fuck off. That's about all I wanted to say. Oh yeah, that's yeah, I, uh, yeah. Really, no time for that. I mean, it, it's. I mean, but that's that has been. There's been some version of that around for as long as the Beatles have been around. Like now, people are doing it on Twitter, but there's always just been like the kind of the person that performatively says they don't like the Beatles. You know, yeah. it, it, that's been a that's been a thing. It, it, that's sort of whenever people use the phrase poser, that's what I think of is people that say. People that make a big deal out of saying they don't like the Beatles—that is, they, the, they always use that's ultimate the, um, poser behavior. They always use, but they really just will make it like about John Lennon because he was a bit problematic, and he had that yeah. song "Women Are the N Word of, of the, of the yeah. Word." It's like that. Well, that isn't a Beatles song. <laughs> that was a John yeah. Lennon song. <laughs> yeah, it's like it. Yeah, it's like even most Beatles fans will cop to the fact that most of John Lennon's solo stuff is ass like it like yeah. it's, it's, a lot of it's very bad most of it in fact is very bad um but yeah it he didn't he didn't do that in the Beatles so I don't know man back off but yeah yeah there is there there's a lot of there, there's an, that's I mean, all they have uh, Just- headline that was like there's, there's like man man gets special little thrill from telling people that John Lennon beat his wife like like everybody everybody so, wants to be the first one in the room to yeah, to like know, break that little nugget out. John Lennon was you know not the greatest human being in many ways. He was kind of a mm. kind of a dick in many ways. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, but, he was horrible. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, just, he abandoned his first kid, and yeah, he beat his wife, and I, I yeah, he was a cock. But like, I, I, but I don't know, man. Yeah, it's like the the Beatles are kind of more than the sum of their parts in that way. I don't. I'm yeah. not saying that like him being good in the Beatles means that everybody should forgive that other stuff he did. But it, it's just like I, I, I can listen to the Beatles and not think about that stuff because yeah. there were four Beatles and he was only one of them I did this is weird or positive I didn't know that um, Ringo actually wrote Octopus Garden I thought that was just written for him to sing I was like oh he actually wrote that song yeah because a lot of cool. a lot of Ringo's songs were, were written for him weren't they yeah um, but yeah Octopus Garden is yeah that's that's a Starkey original and there is there's yeah. quite a sweet moment where you see him kind of come in to uh, the Apple Studios where he sort of first started working on it and he's playing it on the piano for George and George is trying to help him kind of come up with like the music for it um which is uh, which is a nice moment I, musically the 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 moment where it all kind of like starts to come together for them is the bit where they they bring in Billy Preston like that's the bit where like you can see that they're all much more excited and he's I mean he is like probably the coolest man that's ever lived uh Billy yeah. Preston it's just it's it, the whole everything they're working on at that point um just gets kicked up a notch as soon as he arrives because he's just oh, he's so fucking good. Um, like there's one of the coolest things I've ever seen um, is in that dock when they're they're jamming on. I think that they're jamming on something that I think it would eventually become "She's So Heavy." I think um, from from Abbey Road, um, but he's playing he's playing the electric piano to start off with. And he's like, you know, going crazy on its ass. And then he goes over to John, gets a ciggy, lights it, and then walks back over to, there's an electric organ, like kind of next to it uh, in the studio. So he goes from playing, he goes from sort of like playing all this crazy stuff on the electric piano, gets a ciggy, lights it, walks back over to the organ that's next to it with the ciggy in his mouth and then keeps playing. It's just like, man, that's so fucking cool. Hmm. Yeah, let's check out. If you haven't heard of the Beatles, little known band from the sixties, check them out. Yeah, guys, um, that'll be yeah. That's my other recommendation for cultural appropriation is uh, the Beatles. Um, so check out Get Back the documentary, and uh, to get the chance, check out this uh, yeah, this little band called the Beatles. Um, final score, incidentally, in the uh, Man City Leeds match was seven nil. Um, so shame they couldn't uh, cram in any more there, but I suppose seven nil is enough. Um, kind of makes Man United's six one victory on the first day of the season look <clears> like <throat> a big pile of crap, huh? Almost yeah. like that's totally insignificant; doesn't really mean yeah. anything. Hmm. Um, <laughs> if you have been affected by any of the issues discussed in this episode of Junior Funners, do uh, feel free to write in. Uh, you can't physically write in. We don't have a PO box, and well, maybe, uh, maybe I'll give out Lawrence's address. You can send an email to him. Um, Lawrence, don't don't uh, come <laughs> find me. Don't come near <laughs> him. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, email us. Send us an email. Juniorfunners at gmail dot com, or you can uh, send us a Twitter DM. I believe our DMs are open. Um, no one's no one's ever sent us any, so I don't know. Um, but yeah, we're at Junior Funners on Twitter. Um, 
I think we've still got a Facebook page, but I mean, who the fuck uses Facebook anymore? Oh, yeah. what sorry, is the, the, point the metaverse. <laughs> we've got it. Yeah, we've got it. We've got to set up like a metaverse page for the podcast because that's that's a big thing that's definitely going to happen. Yeah. Um. The yeah. Uh. Or you know, follow us individually on Twitter as well. Lawrence is at IB Online. I'm at Crispy Willis. Um, I need the followers more than Lawrence does, frankly. So you know, you should uh, you should spread the wealth, frankly. Yeah. Um, you know, send some of those. You know, I thought you wouldn't want people bothering you because send some of those send some of those Swifties my way. Um, no, nah, it's all but, just a damn. But, but I'm single. Contest. I'm single. I need the attention. <laughs> I don't get much attention in real life. I need to live in f- fantasy world, Twitter. Oh, that's why you're so keen on the metaverse. Um, yeah, I, hope, I, I want I want Wally to be real life. Wally, whether <laughs> or the Matrix, you're yeah. finally going to just live in the. Oh man, that's another great bit in the um, in the Beatles doc is when because I, I saw someone like take a still of it and they change it. It's the bit where they're like when they first um, suggest the idea of doing the the, the show on the roof. Uh, Paul is kind of like is I think it, it Paul is well up for it. Paul and Ringo are well up for it, but John and George aren't. And there's like a bit where like George is like, you know, I'll go on the roof if I've got to go on the roof, but I don't want to go on the roof. I don't want to have to go on the roof. And then like the camera zooms out and Ringo's like right next to him, and he just goes, I want to go on the roof. <laughs> but someone took that like that still and it's just like it's Ringo saying I want to go back into the Matrix (laughs) that'd be great (laughs) did find a Hall of Fame performance of with a little help from my friends with Ringo, Paul and a whole bunch of other guys Uh, even Tom Morello was on stage this is a Hall of Fame I was like Tom Morello wow Uh, anyway (laughs) I thought that's so weird Dave Grohl and all sorts of people on stage with um, Ringo and Paul and everybody. Yeah. All of their friends. They're, getting, their friends. they're getting a little help from their friends. Oh, Beck but anyway, well. I think I think Beck was on. I think I think he was. He looked yeah. like Beck. Like I said, all their friends. Yeah. All right, bye. <laughs>